0: (laughs) hey welcome to the big blue united podcast i'm dan i'm here with my man colin we just were talking about something super funny um colin how you doing today my man
1: uh i'm doing good i i could use a a, a little i mean maybe an hour or two more sleep um
0: you wish that That joke we we just had, we probably could have shared on the podcast, but it's not quite podcast safe, right? Uh, I don't
1: think it's safe anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get into why you're tired and all the exciting OTA news, first we got to shout out the Twitter handle, Big Blue United. uh, On Twitter, um, the Big Blue, us, the Pod Boys, BBU Pod Boys at Twitter, uh, Beer and Provisions, our local uh, watering hole. Um, the pig, the pigskin podcast network for, uh, housing us at, uh, the pigskin pod net on Twitter, uh, uh, the, on the present, uh, gambling forefathers. And, uh, this week's special, special sponsor, Wilson. That's right. Wilson as, uh, these fly sweatshirts Colin and I have on, uh, for the listeners, they're, they're quite good looking and flattering on both of us. Um. But we mentioned in the past, Wilson uh, was kind enough to host the Big Blue United draft party. Um, And we did it at their flagship store location uh, in New York City, uh, Soho, uh, quite literally uh, a block off of uh, Houston Street. Um, And it was an excellent time. Uh, The Wilson brand, I'm sure Colin will attest to, is, is so omnipresent in sports. You almost forget it's there. But they have... Um, sort of a, a new lease on life with a, a lot of the clothing they're putting out so it's straight up um, comfortable streetwear type stuff um, so it's not just like hoodies and, and, and mesh pants it's cool sweatshirts, cool jackets, um, hats the whole nine and uh, it's it's stuff that's classic and, and uh, still somehow fresh and I, I really appreciate everything they're doing and the location is incredible if you're ever in the city you can pop on by and check out all the new gear um, just really cool that like a brand that's been so respected and so just omnipresent. In sports is also trying to evolve and do cool stuff, uh, and, and and remain, you know, at the forefront of uh, of quality and, and athletics like that.
1: And and similar to the cyclical nature that is fashion by and large, and especially uh, nowadays when it seems that the '90s is again present. In That's terms right. Of, uh, a lot of the music, a lot of the the clothing. And I think Wilson has tapped into a lot of what they used to do back in the day. And now they're just doing it again, but better, which is cool because I mean, that's this sweatshirt literally looks like 1995 and I love it. I like the, it's color a good the sweatshirt. Movie. If yeah. you didn't get it
0: before me, I, I would have,
1: Oh, this was you all day. I, yeah. I had to snap. I had to snatch that before you got it because it was yeah. gone.
0: But, but, uh, enough gear for all of us. I uh, really, yeah. Uh,
1: David Lugo again, the man, Yeah,
0: man. Thank you, David, uh, for putting on a great show. But pop in and say hi to, to Dave, David and, and the, the whole crew there. Uh, great spot. Uh, interesting clothes. Uh, stuff you can wear for all sorts of occasions. Just classic, classic stuff. So um, shout out to Wilson. Thank you so much for everything. And we'll uh, hopefully be doing some more stuff with them in the future, right?
1: Definitely. Love, would love that very much.
0: Um, So Colin and I are left to our own devices since TJ's gone, and we have absolutely no plan. Uh, for this podcast, so you're going to get what you're going to get. And uh, if you don't like it, uh, just turn the volume off, but listen, just keep it playing in the background. That That's good for our numbers here at uh, Big Blue United. <laughs> um, even tell your friends, just don't put the volume on, just have it going, put it on repeat. See yeah. what happens, get crazy with it.
1: You can, uh, you, if you have two, actually, here's what you do. You start an, another account or use a yeah. different platform and you listen to something else while you're playing. Our episode. Yeah, just
0: like a thought experiment. Put like put it on your TV, your laptop, your phone, run them. Just repeat. Volume <laughs> off. You won't even know it's on. Just helping out some friends. Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay. Um that being said, uh, OTAs are last week and this week, or was yep. it week and two, correct?
1: There's uh yeah, there's two more. Uh there was one today, there's one tomorrow, and there's also one. What what did I see here? Uh, the 26th, and then they started up again from the 31st to the 2nd, and then they start mandatory yeah. um, mini camp after that, which is uh, June 7th to the 9th. So right there's now. been some interesting things going on. I mean, it's yeah. one of those, as we've lamented again, it's we're, we're part in that that kind of time of year that just not a heck of a lot is happening. You want to get excited, especially mm-hmm. about these rookies that are coming in. But it's an extension of the underwear Olympics, basically. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're wearing some uniforms here and some helmets and shoulder pads, but not much hitting's happening. They're learning. Yeah. They're learning and installing the playbook. I mean, everybody's learning it, obviously, with a, a a new coaching staff and what have you. So it's an interesting time. But there are some tidbits that are are good to read because it just reinforces, you know, either. Your good or not good feeling about certain players we drafted or signed off uh, undrafted free agency. So, yeah. I mean, what I just came away with, and I liked it because I that was the first person I talked about in uh, undrafted free agent wise was uh, Andre Miller. Uh, he was able to get a touchdown by, mm-hmm. um, by by playing the tight end position. You know, something
0: he's never done before. He's very so, tall.
1: Yeah, six two, six three. And he's. Two,
0: I thought he's taller than that. Oh. No,
1: he's. I was thinking of someone, Andre
0: Holmes, was under, that was another Bill's wide receiver. Oh, right. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, he's, I mean, he's big. I mean, he's like 222 or something yeah. like that. And they're probably yeah. going to have him gain some weight here. But yeah, he caught a touchdown from, again, Davis Webb. He likes throwing touchdowns. So he's back on our squad and he's throwing them to people. It's good to have uh, a coach in training as our third string quarterback. So that's Do we cool. play
0: the Panthers this year?
1: I don't think so. No.
0: I was hoping for like a McAdoo revenge game for David Webb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, t- to me, like the these OTAs, um, I'm not really gonna get too hyped on any like the highlights. Uh the things I'm more interested in are like the interviews with the coaches, I guess. Those have been cool to see come out. Um, the Kafka interview, the Dable interview. Um, hearing that Kadarius Tony's involved, been in the building the whole time working hard on and off the field. I mean, it's not, they're not saying a lot, but what more could you want to hear? Um, Well,
1: I mean, I think something that was not great to hear. I'm, I'm sure uh, you may or may not know uh, is that he has some ortho uh, ortho. What do you call it? Orthoscopic knee surgery somewhat ah. recently. And that's been, uh, it seems that the giants have, uh, have entered the mode of, uh, uh the the, ironically enough the bill belichick style of throwing injury news out there and not doing Mm. it at all because nobody knew that he had any issues yeah Yeah. he was wearing the 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 red shirts at the first couple of days of uh of uh the voluntary stuff um you know it it, that that's kind of stuff you're 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 over it in a couple of weeks so it's not that big of a deal
0: yeah Um, they they always like oh they had to get they got arthur peak uh ortho not orthopedic now, I'm, I lost it. I know. Orthoscopic. orthoscopic. You have to clean out some stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, just cleaning out, what, like shards of bone? Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. It's just, it's like getting your teeth clean. Um, yeah. And, so, you know,
1: he, he's he's on board. Of course, he was going to be on board. I think the media, especially the New York media. They're
0: trying to Od- Odell Beckham Jr. him. You yeah. Know, anything it's, that's shiny and fun, let's uh, beat him down and make him hate playing here
1: and I I don't really, I know they got a, a job to do and it's all about clicks in that profession, especially nowadays. It doesn't matter what kind of field of journalism you're into. It's all about the clicks. And, you know, I think it's getting to the point, especially in, in the biggest media market in the country where you just, you can't pay it any mind at all anymore. And I know it's hard because it's, it's you know, you, you, you run to the beat writers to, to get your daily fix. And that's what people have been doing for ages, but you got to know the people to avoid and the people that are are worth reading.
0: I agree. I, I, it's, it's consider your source, man. Like the, some of these beat writers now are just in a hole so badly that they can't get out of it. We don't have to mention any names, but um, people are taking certain, certain writers that have been on the beat forever with a grain of salt because of their track record and sort of, stirring up stuff where stuff doesn't need to be stirred up. And then like, you know, guys getting scoops that you shouldn't be getting scoops. Like the, like the talking giants guys getting scoops all of a sudden. Um, That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, by being a a media person, not like us, like a real media, like real reporter, um, you have to constantly put out content and have interesting things to say um, and have information. If you're going to put out information, that's relevant and true. Um, And the matter of stuff is, but I, you got to be on top of it and you can't mess up. There's a lot of opportunities to mess up. And so you have to take that stuff with a grain of salt. Um, and hopefully, you know, players say they don't read it or care. Um, some might, some have thinner skins than others, but, um, you know, cut, cut some rookies and some second year guys, some slack. They're quite literally like not drinking age yet. Um <laughs> Of course, they're going to be a little a little rough around the edges, or not not uh, media savvy. They're not all cave on Thibodeau, yeah. um, so he'll he'll he maybe he'll satiate the uh, desire of of the media here in New York. I feel like we've had like purposely zero personality coming out of the Giants because you know we haven't hired coaches with any personality or any opinions, and we've purposely avoided any players with any thoughts or uh, anything other than than you know sort of a a placid uh, demeanor that they're just going to fall in line. So now we have some real players with some real things to say, and maybe that'll take some of the, the pressure off of a scrounging up nothing.
1: <laughs> and I mean, not, not for anything else. I mean, the Wandell Robinson pick almost, you know, some people would look at it as a, a negative to, to Tony in particular, but in this scope of conversation right here, I think it actually gives him coverage for lack of better words of not having to feel like he needs to be the guy, especially because you know, you still have Galladay who is still around. People forget that he's still there, but he's yeah. he's going to come back and he's going to be fine because he's going to have some people telling him and teaching him uh, correct things to do. So that'll be interesting. I, I like keep forgetting that he exists as our number one mean, receiver.
0: It's easy to forget after last season. Yeah. But I think I, I was thinking about that too, right? Like they, they, automatically compare Wendell Robin, Wendell Robinson to Tony and how they profile in, in the system. But the bottom line is those are two guys that are going to have to be accounted for. in every time they're on the field, because there's, you can do anything with either of those guys, whether that's uh, you know, put them in motion and, and for a jet sweep or hand them off directly, or Kaderis Tony can throw the ball. Like the, the potential outcomes of any single play that one of them is involved in is multitude but both of them, it's exponential. Um, so whether or not they even get the ball is going to free each other up, as well as those other guys like Kenny Galladay or whatever tight end we have in there, or Saquon. Um, and I've said this a million times, but you know the the derided Wendell pick wasn't my choice from my analysis for wide receiver that spot. But given who our head coach is and who our offensive coordinator is. And that they chose him above other people and make me think he has a very specific purpose and they have a very specific reason they wanted him there. Um, and so with creative offensive minds, putting that to use, in the very least, it's going to be super fun and interesting. And you're going to want to see what he's doing at every play. And that's entertainment in the very least. But I think that I think they're going to use him in a cool way and we're going to have a fun offense rather than just, you know, doing outs to Sterling Shepard for five yards.
1: Exactly. Uh, I, I watched a little bit of, um, I forget the name of the, the segment, uh, Bob Papa and um, and Sean O'Hara. Uh, it's like breaking down the film. Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah. And uh, Sean was basically showing various ways, and he called him instant offense. That was his name for him, which I think was very interesting because he went right to what we've been talking about and how Kafka and Dable have kind of utilized uh, pre-snap motion in the past, it, he's going to be a jet sweep guy right from the get-go. I know that is a, you know, it's a very overused uh, tool in the, in the offense, but you know, if it's used at the right time, it can just hit. So stuff yeah. like that, or even faking that, and then like yeah. going somewhere just else, the threat of it as it. A decoy, because you can yeah. run him to the ground, and then all of a sudden go to someone else and no one's going to know it's
0: going yeah. somewhere else. So, I mean, he's one of those guys, just like Tony, where if they can catch a pass and not be tackled immediately, like anything can happen. If yeah. they have like, if there's no one within like three yards of them when they catch the ball, like we're, we're, we're off to the races. Like something, yeah. something fun is going to happen. Um, and not all players can do that. You know, yeah. it's uh it's just that threat. And, uh,
1: Already in OTAs, they've been showing. I mean, it it hasn't been, you know, anything groundbreaking, but he's been catching tons of passes. Yes. It's been, they've been going early and often to him. It's clear that Dable is going to make him, I wouldn't consider him a focal point, but he's going to be a main point of this offense as long as he picks up the playbook and he stays healthy.
0: A key ingredient for sure.
1: Yeah. Which that's another thing. Uh, I don't know who they ended up hiring for strength and conditioning. I don't recall that. Um, mm. But I think that's going to be a very interesting aspect of this season too, let alone the turf issues that we've, you know,
0: lamented. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: we have Craig Fitzgerald from the University of Tennessee. Uh, oh, this is, that, was, that was March 2020. There's someone new since him?
1: I, I would assume so.
0: Okay. Um I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't Well to be seen. But I think yeah. that's I think we're gonna have to see if we can finally put to rest the tried and true um, uh, lead pipe drill exercise that we've been talking about. I don't I know. think just
0: just buy some sod, man. Let's get some perennial ryegrass out there and uh, just get them off that turf. What hey. are we doing?
1: We got Wondell. We got Let's get some Kentucky bluegrass for a big – a Kentucky big bluegrass.
0: Oh, a special – a signature blend.
1: Yes. So it's it's got some Jersey. It's got some Kentucky. It's got some New York. Yeah. And you got him running all over it. Yeah,
0: I think. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm for it. I mean, you got to consider the practice field. There's not a lot of shade, so it's going to be in a lot of direct sunlight in the summer. So Kentucky bluegrass. I don't know, you might need to go with something more uh, exotic, like some of that Bermuda grass or some of the stuff you find in Florida. I mean, we're getting to yard talk right now, and, and I can't help but segue just quickly into, into the reason Colin was tired, is tired right now. It's from a, a long, a long day yesterday. Colin, why why are you why are your bones so weary?
1: Well, it, it started uh with with some uh some shed building in the old that's, yard.
0: And, and that's not a euphemism
1: no no i i literally have a shed in my backyard that's gonna house all of my my weight lifting lawn. gear oh yeah right yeah i'm just gonna be throwing steel around back there no it's it's my my lawn and all all the, the weed whacker and the leaf blower and all that stuff's gonna go back there because the way my basement is set up it's just a pain in the ass yeah just and the and it's a small it's not it's not good so that's great. thankfully uh we, steph and i had the aid of um my father-in-law to come help with a lot of it but it was like a it was definitely a three-person kind of deal because there was usually one person doing one thing another person holding something else and then one other person giving all the pieces that are needed to mm-hmm. do everything you've you, everyone, everyone's been there it's a kind of hellacious nightmarish kind of why is yeah. this so difficult kind of situation
0: you did it the right way though you, you built essentially a like a platform deck right yep um and then Level. the shed on top of it you're not going to have seepage. It's going to be dry. Yep. And uh, it's There's, stable.
1: It's on, um, cinder blocks. Uh, and then the platform is above it and I wasn't part of leveling it. That was, that was Steph
0: and uh, and her dad, which was cool. Um, that was the, the the real men's work that you left for your, for your wife and father-in-law.
1: Well, she took the day off and I, ha- <laughs> and I had to work and he like works three days a week or whatever yeah. it is. So like, it just made sense. And, no, but no, then yesterday know. was the, the last haul and, um, You know we weren't quite done the doors still needed to be put on and uh i hopped on the train came down to queens and and brooklyn hung out with you and and tj and and some other fine fellows and Mm -hmm. my fellow and well
0: and in case any haters are wondering we were drinking heady dank ipas Um, that
1: evil twin all day (laughs) um the reason we were down there is to see a turnstile show a band that if you have not heard run out and hear now
0: or just They're watch actually... Jimmy Fallon tonight
1: tonight. Yes. at 1135 or whatever. They'll, they'll be playing. And it, which is, which is insane. I liked it. I said it last night. I likened them and their, their meteoric rise in rock and roll, which is, uh, unfortunately to some people, a dying genre nowadays. No. And I don't think it's dying, but in terms of how it used to be back in the day. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but it, it it rivals like the the Nirvana kind of experience
0: interesting i don't know i don't know if it's that level but i will say a band breaking out of hardcore to the level that they have at this point is probably unprecedented but but uh, that's
1: it's it's similar because they were like they were a hardcore punk band back in the late 80s early 90s and then they broke into the mainstream and they're kind of, they're doing the same thing in a different era no
0: i mean the landscape is so much different uh, which makes
1: it even harder
0: right yeah they're, i mean they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna be cultural zeitgeist like nirvana like yeah i guess everyone's you. not gonna know turnstile but you know from coming from you know nirvana started the whole seattle thing like i think turnstile might have more and more hardcore bands breaking to larger audiences which is huge which is a genre that traditionally you know turns us back on popular Acceptance and is very true and insular to to the old uh, you know customs and traditions of, of like the the local scenes. Um, hey, you know what the most amazing part about it is too, and I haven't like read too deep,
1: but they're all they're almost not even being hated by those purists.
0: They're undeniable. That's the thing. You, the I think for the most part, purists can't deny the musicality and what they're doing and the creativeness. And I think the big thing is the positivity. Um, There's a lot of angry hardcore. uh, There's a lot of political hardcore. I think if you boil down turnstile, it's just like, like seeking self, seeking like truth and being positive in love, which is like amazing for such sort of a violent kind of music. Um,
1: it's, It's a dance party. I mean, like literally they're pump up music at all bands. It doesn't matter what act you go to see. There's always music playing prior to them coming on stage. And you'd never think a band that was as heavy as they are would have. I just want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston, which frankly I was listening to it and it was loud and I'm looking around and everybody's happy. I'm like this, this rules.
0: Yeah. Great show. Uh, I, I was fighting for my life. Thought I uh, might've had either heat stroke or heart attack within the first five minutes. It was very hot last night. It was like 90 degrees. And um, I'm fat and, and 35, and uh, I was in the pit and just 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 started melting immediately. But uh, you know, D- me and Colin got in there. We regulate a little bit.
1: Yeah, but even TJ, after a while of of being very hesitant, he has yeah. not been in a pit in probably 15 years. Every oh, bit yeah. of it. Yeah. So I, he was very hesitant. Him and him and uh, and Scott stayed a little to the back. But then there was a point in the night where TJ came up to me and he's just like. If, if we're going up we're going up now I'm like yeah. all right let's go and we just went up we went into the main pit area which was only for like a song or two yeah before retreating back we were to in, the, in
0: the in the in the geriatric pit for the most most of the time. yeah there was like a <laughs> second
1: level pit that yeah, was yeah. still just as good but not as big
0: yeah people were picking up change people people were throwing some bows nothing nothing too severe it, it was I don't think there's a lot of people that that really were were about it you know, prior to a couple of years ago, but, but that, um, that's,
1: that's why that whole like pump up leading into their set was so important because I think it was intentional on their part, because if you instill the crowd with such positivity and good vibes, for a lack of better words, they're not going to want to fight each other. They're going to want to party.
0: It's, it's fundamentally like different than a hardcore show. Like if you watch a turnstile show from five years ago, you know, there's people running up on stage. Like it's it's a much more intimate environment. This is a rock and roll show. And I will say if you miss like rock stars, this band, each member has their own vibe. The lead singer is quiet and humble, but on stage, he's just like a oh, like a rock god presence. Yeah. Um just excellent stuff. And, and we're boring people now because no one really cares about turnstiles. I mean, hey, if, if we can
1: open their, their eyes yeah. to a world of music that they may not know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. And if you to, guys are
0: trying to crush some 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 Coors Light before a Giants game, put on this album and it'll, it'll get you in a festive, rowdy mood. Um, and
1: and also, just to, to end it on this, the Knockdown Center in Queens, basically Ridgewood. What a wonderful venue that is.
0: flushing, I thought.
1: Or is it flushing? I, yeah. mass, mass pef flushing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, whatever out there. And it I I mean it's it's a very interesting space. Um I thought it was more of an indoor outdoor kind of thing the way they show it on the site, but it was enclosed for the most part. But very different. Very very brick oh, exposed warehouse looking. Yeah. It was cool. The whole experience
0: was great. Super cool. So, highly yeah. recommend. Highly recommend the band. Um if you guys have any music opinions or want to hear Colin and I and TJ talk about music in the future we're happy to do it we need to fill time these next couple months uh so get ready for some some variations on the theme uh I would expect uh a discussion on theoretical favorite beers of Giants, uh current and and historic uh in, in upcoming pods
1: well, weren't we talking about something uh, like, yeah please... that's what we're
0: talking about that's what that's yeah I that said it, that. right. yeah
1: mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely wanted. I want to look into some like very abstract Giants-related conversation in the next yeah. couple of weeks.
0: Like favorite sitcoms of players, yeah. just based on assumptions, um, stuff like that.
2: The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers bet five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 in any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code T-P-P-N at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, getting back
0: to the down and dirty of it. Uh, what other stuff do we have coming out of OTAs? I think um, I remember reading this. I don't remember who said it. con I'm sure you, 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 you know. But wasn't there some discussion about... Um, talking to the offensive linemen and the stuff they were taught in the past versus what they're learning now and how they're undoing it and learning how wrong everything they did in the past couple of years was. Do you remember that quote?
1: Yeah. Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach, basically said that there are players, current players, that are, are yearning. Oh, I, got, I got the twist. They're starving to un. un do whatever was set in place from basically the, in so many words, the last regime, which just spells utter disaster uh, in retrospect, which is just like, I mean, I don't feel good about it, but it it like, okay, it, maybe it was that bad.
0: Let me see. I've got, it's a New York post Paul Schwartz article that said that, um, the position group's been a mess for decades. Uh, Bobby Johnson came to fix it. And essentially they, there's a version of PTSD and scar tissue from all the bad, uh, coaching that's been done on the offensive line. Um, so I guess the first part of fixing a problem is identifying the root of it. Um, so maybe this is going to go a long way, and we're going to get a whole lot more out of players. Shane Lemieux. Didn't we hear Shane Lemieux is not wearing any sort of uh, red jersey? He's in the mix, full fledged. That's and great news.
1: He's as of right now the starting left guard.
0: Hell yeah! Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Your boy John Feliciano, aka
1: Dirtbag.
0: Nice, nice. Love it. Love it.
1: Which you know, it reminded me when I when I read that for the first time. I he looks insulted... like a
0: dirtbag. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I I I I got the picture in my head of Will Beatty and that that player profile picture with oh, his his, um, his choker necklace mm-hmm. and just looking it's sweaty greasy, and greasy. And and saying yep. he looked like a dirt bag in that yeah. picture.
0: Dirt bag is like too nice for how Will Beatty made me feel. He just made me feel gross. It made me feel dirty. Um, but I love that. Like like that. Is it's a funny nickname, sure, but like it, it tells me more about like the vibe. Jovial people are feel friendly enough to call someone a dirtbag, um, and I'm sure he rolls with it and lives it up. And and everything you see, man, it, it, it seems to be on the surface. It seems to be a different vibe. People are having fun. their smiles. They believe in in what's going on. I think like you don't have to be some standoffish like disciplinarian. To instill in your players that you know what you're doing and to trust them, you can have fun, joke around. Still, I've watched that video of Dable at practice from like a month ago, like a hundred times. Um, they're at Ranger games.
1: Oh, he's a a lucky charm for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, we used to see that stuff all the time, all the time. And uh, it's just people forget how cool of a sports city in New York is. It's so unique and so amazing. And uh,
1: the the cross. Social yeah. media stuff is incredible. Love.
0: Why not, man? The, the biggest city in the world, all these teams are right on top of each other. Um, they can interact, it's cool. Um, yeah. I just, just on the positivity tip from turnstile, the giants got me feeling real positive. Yeah, thank you for letting uh, me be my Giants fan self. Oh, you know?
1: that's adorable. Um, but speaking of Feliciano, we do have to touch on a little bit of the negative there. Although I don't even know if it's negative, it's just a little curious and I wonder what it means. Uh, He was on uh, this podcast recently. Uh, It was Ariel uh, Helwani's podcast. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About the issues that he had uh, in his last season as a Bill last year, where he started, I believe it was the first six or seven games, got hurt. And then was more or less, you know, assured that he he'd be in the mix to get his job back once he was healthy again. And not only did he not even get a shot at it once he was healthy, but a guy, and I'm forgetting his name Mm -hmm. right now, who had only had one start prior to uh, 2021 was Mm -hmm. starting over him, and he was on the wavelength of thinking that. The coaching staff just fell out of favor with him in general, and he believes that it serves uh, the Bills right for them losing against the Chiefs in that game, Mm. in his mind, because of the personnel decisions they ended up going with. Mm. What I kind of take away from that, especially considering he's a giant now and his former offensive coordinator is the head coach now, Mm. is that this was a, uh, a Sean McDermott thing. I, I, it has to be right. I mean, like yeah, why I mean,
0: also that's like an inflated sense of self. They were a super dominant team that played really well. Like, of course, the guy that gets you know left behind is going to say, you know, they you know that's karma for for not starting him. But I think it says a lot that he that he started the first six games, like you said, on a team that that was uh you know run so well and and so productive, and if he isn't was in the mix or should have been in the mix for starting for them all year long, then that, that boasts well for us. But I mean, any player is going to say like, you know, not trusting them is like a a crucial failure, but
1: I just, I thought it was an interesting move to go ahead and let that out at a time like this. Uh, Maybe he was just super candid and it like, maybe it was a little out of context. Who knows? I didn't listen to it. Um, But it didn't make it into the media. So yeah, like everything else in New York, but yeah. I, I, you know, one first things first, he's, he's, eat he's your brains
0: attitude. What first things first. I'll eat your brains. Yeah. Then I'll start rocking gold teeth with fangs. Nice. Um, Kanye he's podcast.
1: Like, he's playing center. So it's like,
0: yeah,
1: concentrate on that. You don't do that very often. I don't care about anything else.
0: Yeah. We gotta, we gotta send them the, the belly boys care package. Let them know about belly boys, you know, etiquette um differentiate belly boys from hog mollies because they're different things. Yeah. Um let Nick Gates show him the ropes. Uh since he's can't participate in you know on field activities, he can show him how to be the best belly boy they can be. I think oh, that's the prerogative
1: I'm sure in his rehab he's been turning up the belly boyness.
0: I hope so. Some of those guys get shredded ripped when they're not like uh...
1: oh yeah like uh, all the uh, like all the, the former like the two thousand seven yeah. linemen that are like Hundred and fifty pounds less than they were then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not, not to the same extent, but he might, he might be shedding some weight. If he's not. Yeah. A... Um, what else? I heard, I heard that uh, people are really onto onto Dane Belton. Did you hear this? That people are, are really optimistic about his uh, potential for this season.
1: You know, I, I've I've seen it, and I don't like in complete transparency and honesty here. I don't know enough about him to be blindly optimistic about him, Same. but it, it's cool to hear that. I yeah. mean, I think Iowa sort of has a good track record with safeties. So that's like a good start. True. Um Taylor
0: rap or, uh, Oh yeah. There's a few others. I don't know.
1: Well, we, we had one. Um,
0: you got injured right away, right?
1: Well, then, like, he, retired he's no already. longer with us. If I remember correctly, oh. He was on this the the 2011
0: oh, that's right. yeah, yeah.
1: Super Bowl team, and yeah. I'm blanking on his name right now, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, I digress. Yeah, hey, I mean, yeah. I think with the fact that our linebacker r- room in general is thin, I think it's more important to have depth in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, however. When I was taking a little bit of a deep dive on uh, on Wink uh, Martindale's defense, yeah, it seems that we we may need a lot more linebackers. <laughs> uh, mostly being that he is like uh, one stat that I thought was very interesting. He runs the one of the highest percentages of like one to two down linemen with that mm. like chaotic linebacker roving moving yeah. uh amoeba defense that mm-hmm. we talked about in years past when we ran one for a while there with mm-hmm. Stagnolo. Um oh, we, so you're it, talking
0: about our Thanksgiving team. Oh
1: well yeah we
0: always run an amoeba defense on Thanksgiving.
1: Well it was it was scrambled eggs on offense and amoeba defense. <laughs> uh but yeah I mean and that that would spell like very typical Raven style of just like Try to confuse and and you know the misdirection and and moving around prior to the snap where people don't know who they're blocking like that kind of stuff which yeah. I think kind of plays into the uh, you know Kavon's capabilities too because not only can he put his hand in the dirt obviously but he can stand up and he can drop into coverage sometimes which is totally rad I mean, in terms of uh, what was his forty
0: time like four or five yeah yeah you can you can you can cover some people.
1: And on the same wavelength, there, I I I was, I was doing some research prior to, to jumping onto this, and I got excited by Aziz uh, Jalali uh, 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 oh, at yeah, his capabilities now of what he was able to do last year with no bookend guy on the other side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now having one and not being able to be double teamed all the time. Oh yeah, he's gonna rip.
0: It's a big unlock, man. Uh, very excited. Yeah. Seeing Aziz apparently put on 10 pounds of muscle, we're gonna say. Yeah. Um, and uh underrated, underrated rookie year, I think. I mean a Giants fans might overrate it, but I think NFL wide, underrated. Um, and pairing him against a, a premier pass rusher on the other side can only be good. And especially we have the strong interior. They're not gonna, you know, they're they're still gonna demand. You can't i don't think you can really you know block dexter lawrence with one person no. um unless especially if you're trying to run the ball uh, <laughs> but uh very hopeful for the defense to take a big step this year despite you know a lot of the you know turnover in the secondary um and excited for seeing creative minds on the offense i i can't we're gonna keep saying it especially this part of the year but it's just fun stuff Looking forward to look forward to. And I don't know that there's necessarily anything else we need to highlight from OTAs. Um, well,
1: I was just going to tag on to what you just said now about being yeah. excited about the offense. I mean, that, that interview with Kafka about yeah. being asked about how – and this is such an obvious thing. And it's, again, with journalists and what they end up asking, sometimes the questions are so asinine. But they had to ask this one anyway because they want to see what he says from this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, you know, you you came from the Chiefs, high powered, innovative, Andy Reid, coaching tree, whole thing. Yeah. And obviously, Dable from the Bills doing the crazy things that they've been doing the last couple of years. How much of that is going to define what you guys are trying to implement with the Giants? And I His answer, you could easily be like, all right, he's just saying this because it's a stupid question and he doesn't really feel like answering it. But I actually think there's more to it because what he said was like, oh, yes, of course, there's going to be obvious ideas that we are going to draw from our experiences in our coaching lives prior to coming to New York. But this is going to be a Giants offense. Yeah. And what I took from that is that Yes, there'll be wrinkles that you will recognize, but there will be things that you won't recognize. Almost like they are going to try to be even more different than they were. Yeah. I don't know what that means or what that looks like, but
0: to me, that's like a reflective of, of like the idea that they're going to make their, the best offense for their personnel.
1: That's a, that makes sense.
0: But yeah, I mean, they can't be like, yes, we're going to be a hybrid of, of kansas city and buffalo because that like insinuates that they have no ideas of their own as well
1: well and, I, and you know what a perfect example of that is the idea of of putting saquon in, in uh, out, uh split out
0: six feet tall it's taller than uh <laughs> wendell robinson and Kadarius tony
1: and there's not probably i mean you want to give him some sort of credit and it's, it's unfortunate that it's never been utilized in the past but it's possible that he could be the best running back at being split out if it's done correctly.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a number of good receiving what running backs. We've never seen Saquon really do it. They just check down passes for three yards,
1: but that's what I mean. He's got the physical tools to, to like be that weird.
0: But I mean, that's the thing. Like if, if Saquon is as good of a receiver, as they say, and you have him on the field with Kadarius, Tony and Wendell Robinson, like, Who's playing what position? If they're going to add motion, that's going to create a lot of chaos on the defense. Um, well, think, of,
1: think of this scenario: you, all right, you come out. It's I don't know. Power eye
0: wing T baby.
1: Wow, well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. With I would Saquon as that. the
0: fullback, and and Tony and Wendell Robinson as the as the halfbacks.
1: Do you say you said Jeremiah Hall out there?
0: Nah, we don't need him.
1: Oh, stop it. He's the perfect Wing <laughs> T guy. He totally is. No, not Wing T. Think just bear with me here. Power Eye coming out. You got
2: with a fullback.
1: Uh it, it could it could be one of the Power eye is a fullback. It, it could be Jeremiah oh, Hall. It could be okay. anybody. Um Power Eye. They could the show that. You got Wandell. Um, I don't know who else someone else in the slot and then Galladay motion happens you got Saquon splitting out you got Wondell getting in motion and all of a sudden being the running back yeah. so you got Saquon going out there, he may not even be getting the ball and then all of a sudden you got this guy being the running back, they just switch places like I love yeah. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and we've not really had that uh true ability to craft plays to be able to do that sort of stuff ever
0: yeah yeah i guess the only other thing i'd, I'd mentioned from the uh, interview with with kafka was they brought up the play calling thing did you see that part yeah where they're like uh so who's calling plays we know you're calling plays in in otas do you have a desire to call plays and i appreciate his candor he was just like uh, yeah, all offensive coordinators would like to call plays. Uh, we're going to see how it goes. Uh, you know, Dave's is an offensive coordinator. He He's used to calling plays. Um, I I appreciate the art of calling offensive plays and, and want the chance to do it. And it'll ha- if it happens, if it happens, if not, if not, and I was like, that's great. And he's watched Andy Reid call plays, and he's going to be in this system developing an offense around what he likes, like, Maybe he'll call plays one day. Maybe he'll start off right off the bat, but not a concern. But I appreciate the way he addressed the question honestly, and uh, just everything is is checking boxes, man. I'm nothing, nothing's of a concern, and I feel like there's just opportunity ahead. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, you know it's it's an exciting time and we can allow ourselves to be a little bit excited with some hesitancy in there and that's all we can ask for at this point i
0: mean relevant to the past i don't know how many ever years you want to say 5 years 6 years most exciting time to be a giant fan easily yeah. um since to me since the last super bowl um but uh i think that's it man i think that's it you got yeah. anything else
1: no I think we should cut it. We talked about a lot of good stuff.
0: All right. So, uh, thank you, TJ, for letting Colin and I be ourselves this week and uh, not adhere to your strict re- regime of, of uh, bullet points and, and uh, relevant information. And we could meander and talk a lot about yard ER work. Um, thank you to the listeners. Please like, subscribe, follow at Big Blue United, uh, at Big Blue, at Big Blue Pod Boys, uh, at. Uh, what else? TPPN, the Pigskin Podnet. Thank you to Wilson. Thank you to DraftKings. 143, forever and ever. Peace. Good.